Welcome to a new episode of the India Independent Films Podcast. Uh, this is Rahul Desai, a film critic for Film Companion. I have with me, uh, after a while, my um, um, friend and uh, main film critic, Uday Bhatia. I know it's been a while, uh, but um, Uday has been traveling, I've been traveling, and we are finally back home, and we are finally back to the movies, and in this case, the web shows, uh, which is a rare web show. <laughs> Hindi web show we're going to talk about today that both Uday and me have watched. Uh, and it was something, honestly, we were looking forward to for a while, though I have to admit while watching it, I was like, I think Uday can take this whole podcast and speak to himself. <laughs> it really seemed like the kind of wet dream for you. But uh, uh, the the show we are talking about is obviously Jubilee, which is Vikramaditya Motwani's uh, new show, which is streaming on Amazon Prime. Uh, slight disclaimer before we start, uh, five episodes are streaming on Amazon Prime and at this moment where we are doing the podcast, the next five are going to drop this week. So most viewers and all, in fact all viewers have watched only the first five episodes, but um, critics uh, who have reviewed the show have watched all ten. So that includes Uday and me. So our reviews that came out last week um, are on basis of all the ten episodes. So don't worry, we are not still not going to... Uh, discuss the show in terms of spoilers or anything. Um, it's not that kind of show anyway. We are just going to talk broadly about um, the vision and the world of the show, which I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. And our opinions are slightly different, but also a little similar on this show from what I've seen. Uh, I haven't been reading too much about it because I was thinking, let all the 10 episodes drop. Uh, but uh, yeah, but I'm glad we are back with this particular show. I know they were so excited about it that he tweeted about it while he was on the other side of the world before it dropped. Uh, and um, and um, so they, you know, in honor of that, I'm going to let you take the description of Jubilee. Um, I know you can go on forever about this, but uh, let's do it. Uh, okay, um, uh, summary is a weird way to uh, award me, but that's fine. Uh, it's uh, in uh, okay. So in short, it's a um, it's a post independence series set in the film world, uh, in in the Hindi film world. Uh, it's uh, it's set. Uh, in Bombay, of course, and it tells the story of a studio called Roy Talkies, which is a very thinly veiled um, uh, version of Bombay Talkies, which was, of course, run by Himanshu Rai and Devika Rani, uh, husband and wife. She's, of course, an actress. He's a producer. And um, out here, uh, they become Shrikant Roy, which is played by Prasenjit. And uh, Sumitra Kumari is played by uh, Aditi Rao Hedri. And they're this sort of um, uh, tough, tempestuous, um, uh, fairly amoral couple who've um, uh, fallen out of love with each other and are having an affair, uh, having affairs. And they have very different um, ideas about how the company is going to be run. And uh, into this comes um, uh, an actor, uh, or rather he is not an actor, he starts off as a technician in the lab. Uh, his name is Binod. And uh, he um, is uh, he's sort of uh, Shrikan's right-hand man. And as it goes along, uh, something happens at the end of the first episode, 
uh, and a lot happens in that first episode actually so it's uh, I, I'll, I'll let rahul take that but uh, he goes off on a different trajectory and another character kind of a foil uh, to him comes in whose name is jay khanna who's a refugee who uh, has his own trajectory uh, in, in the film world uh, rahul you want to lead us uh, through the events of maybe this like the latter half of the first episode um and especially uh, i uh, the uh, the the way it kind of unfolds at the end i was wondering uh, mm. you know what you thought of that and um, mm. because it's i mean i was a little bit on the fence with the way it was uh, it was done but um, why don't mm. you take that yeah so basically there's um there's an incident at the end of the first episode which becomes a callback for the rest of the show obviously uh, it's an incident that is going to be um very important in terms of the plotting to of the latter half of the show uh, and in terms of the past and the history of the characters because it's something that defines uh the fortunes of of what's going to happen so as uday said you know it's it's sort of pre partition it's in fact the uh, the week of the partition uh, back in 1947 and uh, uh, binod das is obviously a very loyal assistant to the roy empire um he but he also is introduced as someone who has his own ambitions his own acting ambitions and he hopes to work his way to the top so obviously as in the case of most shows like this uh, it's about how ruthless his ambition is and we see this towards the end of the episode uh, which honestly the pilot episode felt like a film on its own because a lot happened as you mentioned and uh, um, so towards the end uh, basically binod das uh, has been dispatched to lucknow i think uh, to get back uh, the wife which is basically the aditi rao hadri character and um, because she has gone there to woo their new the new lead star uh, which is um, i think uh, which is basically the name madan kumar that is echoes throughout the uh, series uh, that's the that's who shrikant roy has uh, declared will be his next superstar and it's going to be the star's new film uh, but sort of as it turns out um you know she's been having an affair with him and he um at the same time is planning to go back to karachi before full fledged riots break out and before the partition comes into uh, effect so binod das is trying to stop uh, him from going back because he needs uh, because he needs um, he, he's doing it for shrikant roy and they need the star for the next film and it's basically a very simple and nice little conflict between theater and film at that point shall i do theater in karachi or shall i do become the star and sell my soul and become a film star in india and he's a muslim um, sort of actor who's very good and of course he'll be rechristened as an hindu in in by the roy empire which is not a new thing if you think about the past um so the the incident basically features binod das and this man uh while they are on the way to the station and um riots break out and binod das is um caught in sort of sort of a catch 22 situation he um when he realizes that the man is not going to come back to bombay with him uh once their car they break into a scuffle the car overturns there's fires around oddly enough it's really empty even though it's lucknow uh and, and it's sort of conveniently staged in a sense but uh, you get the gist of it that Uh, basically uh, binod has to decides to leave the man to die after the accident and, and not uh, just leaves but actually like kind of knocks him out 
Yeah, he knocks which, him out cold. Which so is, he... which is an, you know, which I found was a slightly interesting choice on the part of the series. Like, I, I, I didn't think that up till then what we had seen of him suggested that he'd be aggressive in terms of like that proactive in in removing Jamshed Khan from the picture. Uh, it, I mean, he is ambitious, but uh, you know that really kind of tipped his hand. Uh, in a way, but uh, because what even I felt was, uh, you know, obviously the accident happened and it was staged in a way where uh, the Binod Das character would go through this morality conflict for the rest of his, uh, for the rest of the series, which is basically, did I purposely leave him to die, which is more or less the same as killing the person, right? Like, even that it's the riot and because then uh, sort of, uh, sort of Hindu mob descends on them and catches hold of this man. And anyways kills him. So yeah. so the thing is that entire 10 or 15 seconds of Vinod Das sort of um, kicking him and knocking him out cold and wanting to kill him of his own agency, uh, I, I felt was a little, which as you said, it rung a little strange because it was only inserted so that we could see at the periphery of the frame someone taking photos, basically a detective following right. him. And yeah. something to blackmail him with, basically, for by, which, which is Srikant Roy's way of really owning his employees and his stars. And and it shows us a sort of version of the studio empire that was put up and how it was put up. So I guess those 10 seconds were only put in there because after that, if you notice, it's only Binod Das sort of looking from behind the corner as this man is uh, sort of pulled away and killed by the uh, by by the mob. And at the same time, you see Jay Khanna, who is who is the man who's come from Karachi to take his theater star back. He also sort of um, he also sort of finds himself along with Binod Das, uh, and you're seeing also Binod sort of protecting him and putting him back on a train to Karachi. So it's sort of a lot happening in terms yeah. of Binod's character, in terms of uh, even the you know, sort of the morality sort of um, thriller that um, uh, Jubilee presents itself as throughout uh, throughout its running time. So, um, and it doesn't even end there, the first episode. And, yeah, and it and it doesn't end there. Wait, where does it end exactly? I, isn't the audition the end of the first episode? Oh, uh, yes. Then Binod goes back uh, to Bombay without uh, basically having failed in his attempt to bring back the star. Uh, but as we know, Srikant Roy is vaguely aware of what happened because he has his eyes everywhere and um, just as he's going to more or less wash his hands off Binod um, because as we know he does have those photos um, he Binod does this classic sort of Bollywood or in fact cinema moment where he by the you know by in a very very mood sort of uh, mood there's a fireplace that he's been burning reels there in a very moody sort of atmospheric scene he sort of gives a very impromptu audition using the same dialogues that we we known that madan kumar uh, this is the audition scene that he chose his new madan kumar on and binod does that same scene uh, better than anyone say uh, shikant roy has seen and he immediately decides there that this is my new superstar so basically um, and it very much reminded me of that um, 
even though the scene has been done many times over the years uh, it reminded me of my favorite version of it which was that govinda doing it in swarg uh, when he lands in bombay in the um, and does it as a spot boy basically with and vinodas is more or less that in this and he immediately gets the attention of shikant roy and that's it we know that vinod is now going to be the new superstar is going to be pulled into the roy empire as an equal um and that's yeah that's pretty much the end of the very loaded first episode and um, yeah so basically uh, this uh, a lot of these um, not these events but a lot of the events of bombay talkies uh, took place in the in the mid mid and late 30s uh, and early 40s this films kind of uh conflating maybe a decade and a half of mm. events into like four or five years because it also i think quite cleverly wants to do a little bit of the gurudat and devanand and rajkapoor origin stories uh rather than bombay talkies because frankly no one has seen bombay talkies films unless they are like very very hardcore cinephile or in academia or something uh so there really isn't any you know real nostalgia for those and there's no i mean there's there's not much references that people will get beyond a point they would have just just about heard of devika rani or something so uh the i think i'm quite uh, understandably the they kind of move these events up about a decade uh mm. which uh, you know there are a lot of parallels to this uh, devika rani really did have uh, an affair with uh, a bombay talkies actor who was muslim and himanshu uh, uh, rai uh, really did send people uh, to retrieve her and it was a huge scandal and the film was in uh, uh, in um, you know in jeopardy for a while and uh, binod das out here is sort of supposed to parallel the uh, or rather the name that he he has to adopt which is madan kumar he has to um, uh, he uh, uh, the same name that jamshed is going to be given uh, mm-hmm. he just continues and takes that name that's supposed to be uh, ashok kumar because ashok kumar became a huge uh, star of bombay talkies uh, after sort of mm-hmm. starring uh, with devika rani and then they did a whole bunch of pictures together so out here madan kumar kind of is the you know he 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 is that thing but then as we see later he also goes on to take like bits of other persona also including raj kapoor and uh, and others so it's it's a bit of a mishmash uh, in that sense you know there's a lot of like people will see a little bit of this little bit of that when you know when you see jay khanna Uh, right at the start i thought he might be a devanand kind of thing with you know because he has that sort of debonair charm and he's wearing this sort of hat but uh, and he's you know he's roaming around with a with a script called taxi driver uh, yeah. which is a film that anand did in 54 uh but uh, then you know there are also shades of gurudat which he acquires little later on and there are definite raj kapoor shades also which he acquires a little later on in the series so there's a whole bunch of stuff really going mm. on out there and they'll 
they, it's basically using like almost a decade and a half, two decades worth of gossip and stories and all, and sort of bringing it together. I uh, one thing I, I was interested in that you know a film that we talked about over here also, Class of '83, mm. uh, which is written by Atul Sabarwal and directed by him. And Atul is the writer out here, and I thought Class of '83 had. You know, uh, it was interesting in the way that it sort of blended uh, a lot of research into its period, uh, quite seamlessly into its story. I thought it was a very interesting example of a well-researched, uh, you know, fiction film. And mm. out here also, I thought that you know you really can see that they've done a lot of work in terms of like trying to get to, you know, get a get to know a lot about that period. And I was wondering you know, uh, whether you felt that it was too heavy, like, do you see the research too much or, uh, uh, like, what did you think of that? So, I'll, I'll tell you my basic issue with the show, you know, like, I mean, the thing is, it's very watchable and, you know, at no point, uh, sure, I did think it's a little long in 10 episodes and it's a little stretched out, but uh, after a while, you tend to sort I of... I mean, be- that's the Amazon problem, right? Like, the long... Yeah. You know, those long-ass episodes, like a- any Amazon series, like even even the good ones, mm. they really have these really long episodes. Yeah, that's a good point because Netflix tends to have like seven or eight, um, normally because of the sort of material they work with also. But, uh, but I guess, <laughs> you know, the world, I was very much, and I was a little worried about this in the beginning because, you know, I'm not very well-versed with what happened in the 30s, 40s, 50s as compared to, say, you or any other sort of uh, different kind of film watcher. So I, I'm like, okay, how accessible is this going to be? At the same time, will it sort of alienate... Um, you know, the more, uh, the majority of viewers today that are more or less sort of bred, born and bred on OTT and uh, and sort of derive their knowledge much later in life. Not, you know, obviously a lot of us have read about those times and uh, sort of, um, you know, have carved our own theories about them and have also sort of shaped our love for Bollywood, for the Hindi film industry, based on its history, depending on what we have sort of consumed. So, I was a little worried about that, but, um, you know, I have to say, like, at least till the, you know, fourth or fifth episode, I thought, you know, it's it's rolling along well. It's, it's you know, it's sort of the, the sort of setup in general, which is sometimes the entire point of such shows, uh, was pretty much, you know, the foreground uh, and stuff like that. But the thing about, and this is something I realized when I was sitting down to write the review, I was like, okay, um, that is actually a decent show, but there's something missing. There's something that I did not like, something more that I wanted from it that I didn't get and something that kept me at an arm's distance from it. Um, I don't have a problem with people like Anurag Kashyap, Motwane, a lot of them who are in their own right, they are sort of not just film buffs, they are film historians of, in a sense also. A lot of their cinema is informed by previous cinema, by their passion for where cinema comes from, by the history of movies itself. And we know that because they are very open about this and they are very open about what made them artists and craftsmen over the years. And um, you tend to see this in not just Kashyap, but Motwane's cinema as well, or the kind of movies. Um, It's always a battle between how much he knows or how much he loves about the past and how much he wants to tell... uh, 
in or how he wants to tell a certain story and that tends to happen it's a problem of excesses it's like a batman having too many shots to play and then sort of having the wrong shot selection i found that to be the case with class of 83 as well i know you uh, really like that film but atul sabarwal i'm guessing is very much like motwane which is why the association is uh, very organic in that sense and uh, i guess when you know so much uh, when you know so much about um, Uh, the history of a certain art it's very difficult to rein yourself in and make something and i'm not going to use the word accessible here because that's almost a bad word in terms of filmmaking these days but i'm in terms of telling the sort of story with an unbridled passion that you feel for that cinema and i didn't see it come through in in this particular series because i felt like there was always a constant battle between how many things you want to say about a certain era and how it informed the identity the formation of a independent nation uh, which was a lot of things going on right the politics the cold war politics and and the um, you know the arrival of cinemascope the 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 sound uh, the yeah. the talkies um so much going on the entire sort of uh, all india radio um, sort of uh, controversy and there is so much to say and there's so much to conflate as you said and so many people to play with so many stars to play with that at some point you feel like the density of the material the density of their knowledge and their sort of um, their need to put everything across is so much that there is a very basic soul that's missing and that's basically the sort of um, for me that is the entire core of the series is about filmmaking it's about storytelling it's not just about the film industry it's also about like how the language of storytelling was influenced from uh uh from and how it was sort of correlated to the partition and a lot of that felt like a concept it didn't really come across through the actions or through the journey of the many characters in this show like show jay khanna was this this uh is designed as this way, um sort of up and coming director his storyteller his sort of stage ambitions aren't exactly translating to the big screen he's more critically acclaimed than commercially successful but at no point did it feel like any of them were genuinely crazy or nutty about what they do it felt like the narrative was very much uh, hitting the beats of mm-hmm. those times without really uh, going deep into say the characters themselves as a, and because of that i felt like the characters were more or less placeholders after a while uh, i know you used the word excavation in your review and i feel like using that same term in this sense because I don't know if celebration might have been the better route. I don't think an ode is always a nice thing, and a lot mm. of filmmakers get carried away with their homages and their odes. And Motwani and Kashyap are, you know, prime sort of suspects in that case. But uh, I feel like even in terms of the excavation, I felt they went so dry, and they felt I felt it was so self-conscious of not appearing too. knowledgeable about that era that i i felt like they really overcompensated with um with the kind of characters with the kind of journeys that were criss crossing because honestly after a time i sort of forget what the i sort of forgot what the previous scene of a character was and that's not a good thing in a long form narrative i i agree with you i mean to an extent but i i also th- uh, feel that this is actually a very difficult series to like yeah. i you know i 
like in the in the sense that you know it's it's not a hangout series it's not the kind of series where you know you can pick a character and then you sort of want to see them succeed and all that it's 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 quite a it's almost like a poison pen letter uh, mm. to uh, to um, uh, to hindi cinema and i thought that was quite interesting in the sense that no one's really done that like suggesting that the whole foundation of this whole thing that everyone you know uh, spend so much time talking and thinking about and sort of is the foundation of so many lives is like the very foundation is kind of rotten mm. and self serving and it's um, i i i just i i liked that someone would go there but it doesn't mm. always make for very pleasant viewing and uh, it's um, i think you you mentioned that like none of them seem to be like driven by the art of it all and mm. you're absolutely right the one character who was driven by the art who was jamshed yeah. uh, <laughs> is dead by the end of the first episode and everyone else is just kind of desperately trying to rise in life and to keep others down i i thought that was uh I thought that was an interesting way to go about it because uh, I I see the term nostalgia applied to this a lot, but I don't feel that this is at heart a nostalgic series. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's saying that this was a great time and how glamorous they were and all. I think it's saying that like look at these people. Like, can you believe that this is what made Bollywood? Mm. which is i i mean i haven't uh, i haven't seen babylon yet but uh, i'd be you know i'd be interested to see whether it's you know what kind of a double bill it makes with this mm. um it's uh, it, another um thing i i, I thought was uh, uh, interesting was that um, uh, just the way it uh, it it regards um Uh, you know even like someone like jay who is uh, you know kind of becomes the quote unquote hero of this it's a very uh, like it's he's, he's not shown to be much deeper than mm. uh, uh, than uh, madan kumar uh, or binod who is who sort of gets more villainous shades as it goes on and uh, madan kumar's story is basically almost a, a ripley story at one yeah. point uh, yeah. it's it just he 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 goes you know he 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 assumes someone else's life or he tries to do that but is it, it's just it doesn't fit with him and that actually uh, opens up to one of my big problems with the series probably my biggest problem which is that uh, i just did not think that aparshakti's performance was up to the mark when it came to being a, a successful sought after star mm. i don't think he has that presence uh, i think he was very good in the initial parts and when he's unsure of himself uh, i think those parts come across great but as soon as you know he should have that confidence and he starts taking you know he he starts trying to put other people down and he becomes a sort of glamorous actor I don't think his performance has anything to it. It just it's it's kind mm. of like a blank slate after a point and it just um, 
luckily Siddhant Gupta I thought was very good as Jay Khanna and that kind of keeps that side open but uh, I thought his part just sort of shuts down the thing. Uh, also, I didn't think much of uh, Prasenjit as uh, Shrikant. Mm. Uh, and uh, Aditi Rao Haidari, there's, it's very weird. She's kind of peripheral in the series. She's hardly there, which is weird because Devika Rani is a fascinating character. So there's a lot of material to work with. But uh, she's really not, you know, she's she's kind of incidental, I felt. Mm. Um, I mean... You could say the same about Vamika Gabbi in a sense, like because her character, um, it just felt like there were tropes that they were hitting. And I, I agree about the Apar Shakti Kurana character because um, the way it started, I was like, this is great casting, you know, because, you know, this guy has been around, but he's not been around. He's sort of in the shadow of his brother as well and sort of typecast as a, uh, almost as the you know friend's best friend or the hero's best friend or the comedic presence in in most hindi films but as you said that complexity that was lacking from upper shakti or basically binod das's transformation i found that complexity to be lacking in all the characters like um, i know siddhan gupta is getting a lot of praise for this and Maybe he deserves it, but I did not, his performance did not work for me because I felt it was very much um, more of a sort of um, homage or an imitation to what he thinks uh, were the Hindi film performances from that era. You see a lot of shades of a lot of actors in him. I felt like it was a bit overstated at times, but that's not to say that his character was less interesting because I, I felt like his was probably the most sort of... Um, written or in almost overwritten character in the series and uh, um, and which is why it's all the more disappointing that you know Vamika Gabi's character even though there's so much it's so fertile to be sort of really mined in in terms of uh, the character arc and the journey they didn't really do much and I didn't really think much of her performance like I've not been thinking much of her performance for a while now in a lot of uh, shows or titles she does I don't know what exactly it is but uh, I I I just didn't really uh, get on board with it. Could be because I, I did feel like uh, Atul Sabarwal's screenplay um, at times. And now that you mentioned the perspective of you know like look at these guys and this is how the Hindi film industry was born, or this is how our idea of the relationship between the nation and the uh, and the sort of film industry. Um, this is how, this is where it came from. That's almost a very sort of cynical nihilistic view uh, and from the way sort of this you know something like Deadwood like one of those yeah, revisionist yeah. westerns I, I look at it in that sense I mean it's obviously not as good but you know the the idea I think to show the origin of a, like of an industry or of of like a part of a nation uh, through you know I, I I'm I'm a bit of a sucker for those stories anyways mm. so yeah I mean it, it is a bit up my street for sure I'll I sort of um, I like the way you wrote about the background score because it's something that sort of um, I wanted to mention but it wasn't really fitting in because it was more more or less like most shows or Hindi films it was omnipresent but it was also done really well not just the background score but the use of slow motion also like you expect this from someone like Motwani, of course, and mm. uh, 
that's the thing like you know that his craft is on point and he's more of an all-rounder so he, you know his presence is in all departments so the background score you know for a fact it's not just Alok Nanda Das Gupta and it works vice versa as well it's him also saying that this is exactly what I want and right. uh, the same with Amit Trivedi's score or Aate Bajaj's editing um, I, I feel like because of his sort of presence is seeping into all departments you know that these little things that Hindi cinema often messes up with, especially contemporary Hindi cinema, uh, I felt like, I find it amusing and ironic that those were the things done so well in this series because it's about a series, it's a series about a time in Hindi cinema when sort of talkies were just born and sort of silent film had just faded. And you see these things done so well. And I love that the background score was so... Um, effective in its own way and it, it really went it wasn't designed with the with the intent of telling us what to feel in a scene which is such a basic mistake that so many of them make these days yeah it absolutely was really, it was really the mind space of the character which is very difficult to do and it's deceptively complex to design and i think uh, that and the use of these money shots whether slow motion or whether the lighting or whether the use of darkness and shadows all of that very on point and that also actually made me all the more sort of uh, sort of confused about how a show that looks and sounds so good um, can also sort of, um, I guess that now you're looking at it from your perspective that it wasn't sort of designed to be liked or maybe wasn't designed to be as sentimental as a lot of shows, a lot of films about films tend to be like say Farah Khan or um, mm. or, or even Zoya Akhtar and a lot of them that come from this background they have a, they have an unabashedly sentimental view towards it whether it's homage or whether it's excavation or whether it's a lot of things you tend to feel their heartbeat in every scene and you didn't feel that in this and and I mm. find it interesting that you say that maybe this is what it wasn't going for and this is exactly what was lacking uh, in the series for someone like me and that says so much also about how the viewers um, who are conditioned to expect some things from this particular genre especially because it's a film about film genre that we've seen over the years that we are all big fans of in a way um, what to expect from it and what you get is it really defines your sort of view and your vantage point of whether you like or dislike it because the mm. flaws in the series for me uh, could be perceived as strengths as it is by you and uh, and that's that's something that uh, that you know i find very sort of intriguing because this is yeah. kind of series that lends itself to some kind of um, audience reaction a kind of niche of uh, hindi film audiences but at the same time it's sort of uh, very dry in its telling I, but I, I do agree with you that it is a flawed series in many ways. I it's not a it's not a by any stretch a kind of perfect series. It's I think both of us called it sprawling, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, in that sprawl, I think there are there is like a lot of uh, you know I think there are a lot of um, decisions taken which could go one way or the other and uh, I, I think some of them just go very wrong and uh, but I, I do like the ambition and uh, the cynicism is also something I uh, yeah, it's it's also you know if, if you remember Kala obviously not much about film but it, it had a little bit of you know the, the film industry of that time which is similar time maybe that just 
Jubilee is looking at, and that also had that kind of cynicism and uh, this sort of idea that like we should not be nostalgic mm. or need not be like entirely uh, you know uh, very rosy eyed about that time because you know there were as many problems then as there were now uh which you know if you uh, in contrast to something like rangoon which is very much like a sort of happy action adventure uh, version of of those years uh, it is a very different kind of um, attitude towards that uh, mm-hmm. which uh, you know I'm, I'm i don't know if i would have wanted this particular kind of you know uh, kind of cold almost look at the thing because you know i've been i've been advocating for a series about him early hindi cinema for you know for a while now uh, because it really just does seem like a you know great opportunity and like there's so many stories and stuff that can be told uh, I, i don't know if this is the tone i would have entirely welcomed that time but i think now that they've done it i do think it's very interesting even though it is like a very uneven series and it, it you know the the cussing again is something a lot of people are talking about and it's not that you know people weren't using uh, you know mcbc and all in those times it, it, the 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 point is that you know whether it's contemporary characters cussing or period characters cussing you got to do it entertainingly and you've got to do it in a way that seems plausible it's it's not whether those words are there or not that's not the issue and i i don't think they do that and i think it stands out because it's badly written uh, mm. the you know i think the cusses are there so that you know it connects to an ott landscape of today where there is just you know which is the only thing that they can do because you know sex isn't allowed and you know everyone has violence so you know mm. what can you do but cuss and so yeah i mean uh, i i think those are those are bumps i think which kind of you know which i had to kind of look over uh, while i was watching it so like you also like when you i noticed when you're sharing your review you use the term messy hmm. uh, so how would you go about describing a series or like expecting from a series like this which has obviously chosen a tone which is sort of uh, almost um, almost subversive of the usual tone used in such storytelling or uh, you know it's it's not exactly a celebration of the film industry or cinema from that era but at the same time the only outcome is that it can't be fun watching or it can't be as engaging as say um, a more easier path might be which is basically hmm. the om shanti ones and the other sort of little spoofy little nuggets of hindi cinema that we see so often um so when you say messy how would you sort of go about describing that like in what terms would uh, would a series like this be messy when you know it has a very clear eyed ambition about what it wants to say but it at the same time there's no winning saying it there's literally no victory i'm not sure that they wanted it to be as well uh, as uh, kind of cynical as uh, i am perceiving it or they wanted their characters not yeah. to be likable to that extent is just that i feel that it turns up like that and um, i think you also 
feel yeah. to you know to an extent that's i i'm i doubt that was their real um mm. you know but i mean to some extent yes i think there there has to be some level of like uh, i think slight you know a, a kind of critical distance is they're keeping while they're writing all this but uh, i don't know it's like again uh, without giving too much away i don't see this coming back for another season uh, i don't think the show itself thinks that it's going to come back for another season uh, it's a little bit of um, i don't know it feels like even they you know kind of seem to be giving the impression that you know this is just a one off this is a bit of a gamble which we're trying out and mm. uh, in a sense i mean people don't really uh, have access to like 40s films even 50s films are tough to get hold of how many people are going to really care that even about like the the raj kapoor or the uh, the uh, gurudatt or the devanand the influences let alone the bombay talkies one so it is a bit of a passion project in a sense and it will appeal to you know i think a, a you know a fairly small uh, niche audience out here uh, I, i i don't i i'm i'd be interested to see once all the episodes land up whether it has much of an audience i i wouldn't really think because it's it's not a it feels you know like a prestige show in the in you know quote unquote like in the hbo sense like you know where uh, all the characters are kind of headed towards a certain unlikable unless uh, mm. but then none of them can be entirely dismissed you want everyone to succeed and everyone to fail i think yeah. it is that kind of serial it's not like you know empire or something which is just mm. like the you know which is just trashy and therefore you know it's a lot of fun so it's it's weird i don't know it's i i i don't know what kind of audience it's really looking for or mm. whether or which it might potentially find yeah i mean you know that's one thing i like about amazon because every year they sort of bankroll a show like this for example guilty minds last year um right. sort of fairly niche and you know fairly authentic in terms of the legal sort of uh, uh, basically about lawyers and their personal lives It's more or less the this but you know in the sort of legal um, world contemporary yeah. legal world and uh, again you know very niche uh, not a lot of people may have watched it but again it was critically acclaimed uh, more than it was watched and I mean, uh, even pata lok it got yeah. popular somehow but it's a yeah. very weird series and it's like a, a very cynical series a very dark one and it's i wouldn't have bet on that finding any kind of mass audience but it somehow did even the even structurally so complicated that that series it was it's 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 weird that that found any kind of acclaim i mean widespread acclaim obviously critical yeah, acclaim like, it would hmm. so i feel like patal lok uh, you're right about that and now you look back on it it's it's more or less as uh, niche or as accessible as this one or guilty minds for that matter but i i feel like we have to sort of look at a series as a product of its time and i feel like patal lok in terms of the ott landscape just like sacred games i think it sort of conveyed the the limitless sort of possibilities of long form hindi storytelling 
in such a way where everything could be a part of one show um that it sort of i feel like it took off because of that you know amongst mainstream audiences it had um, and the reason right. it got so popular is because it was so good so early um, right yeah and i think now we've reached a stage where being good um is sort of divorced from the time as such because every second or third hindi um web series is more or less above average now and i can say that from experience and um, especially things coming from amazon uh, their expectations are a little more and at the same time the fact that they find that bridge between niche and other and then also managing to really um then you know throw other shows uh, out there that are more sort of mainstream oriented or popular is is fairly admirable like i would not like even though one would say that amazon's been having a tough time since that controversy of tandav uh, yeah. like a couple of years ago i i'd say they they're doing as well as possible in terms of ambition and in terms of what the kind of stories are they want to tell kind of filmmakers they want to bankroll because if motwane went from netflix to amazon for this show you can say that it's the streaming platform that is also responsible for wanting to at least put out what is possible out there you know Absolutely. like uh, sure yeah. jubilee is flawed it is um it is like cold uh, and it is like but at the same time it does so much and it is such a big passion project um that you can't think of any other platform sort of really so any other big platform sort of really being behind it because at the end of the day you know it's not going to get the kind of numbers that the other shows are on hotstar or sony live for that matter Uh, or on Z5 for that matter, and uh, and yet you um, back someone like Motwane, who you know knows his shit, and you know that uh, whether he goes right or wrong with the show is not the case here. It's about whether he succeeds in what he wants to do, uh, what he wants to tell, or a version of himself he wants to convey. And I think, I think with Jubilee, he more or less does in that sense, because of course the five episodes are left to drop and. uh i i'd be very interested also to see the reactions on a ho- on the whole to the show but the disadvantage is that people will start judging it from first half and second half like they do films um, right and yeah. um, it, it's it's a nice way of keeping the conversation going for a week and people keep people wanting for the next half of a very decently set up and staged uh, storyline but at the same time um, you'll start seeing people sort of having their opinion based on what they saw and what they are seeing so yeah it's a double edged sword but um, i'm sort of glad that it's out there okay uh, one thing that uh, i i i did not like the start of the series and then i really want to by the end was ram kapoor's character i thought he was safe <laughs> shamsher walia was a financier i i thought the start it was just one of those you know shock uh cussing kind of crass money guys and but he's he's really funny and he gets a kind of soul towards yeah. the end of the series which is i thought you know that was a great example of a character that actually grows through the mm. series in a way that you know uh, you might think he's one kind of person but by the end uh, you know mm. he he becomes something else and uh, like i could see that 
person maybe you know also getting more interested in just the craft of film like as a character i could see that character getting interested simply because what yeah. he goes through like where he starts off and where he ends up mm-hmm. and he and the uh, and jay khan have like a really good rapport going which is like really combative and uh, that really works i thought that was a good character yeah that's a great point because he is introduced at the, as this sort of box office crazy numbers uh, knowing nothing about cinema crash delhi sort of guy in, at the beginning and he has a fallout with a very idealistic and very sort of you know fiercely um almost moralistic roy uh, even though he has no morals in other aspects of his life he has a very clear definition of filmmaking which i uh, and storytelling that you know i need to i don't want any propaganda seeping into the kind of films i make which i found very interesting that they say things like that uh, but at the same time they are despicable people when they want to be uh, but right. they use filmmaking as a they use filmmaking as a vessel to be the kind of uh, to sort of maybe portray the more salva- salvageable portions of their personality and uh, i guess that's what uh, happens with um, you know ram kapoor's character as well i now that you mention it yeah there was growth in that character and his sort of very unironic sort of switch from this uh, crass corrupt producer to someone who's actually backing a guy with a voice uh, backing right. a very sort of idealistic filmmaker who you would see really ranting on twitter these days jay khanna is that sort of guy uh, <laughs> I, i i found that very interesting that you know th- this guy and they form a bond and that bond is tested and i find that very um, yeah i find that fascinating i wish we could have had sort of more of that some of one of my favorite moments to towards the end which a lot of people will see is also shrikant roy's um defiance against external factors you know whether it's yeah. the russian and the sort of american sort of propaganda forces whether it be uh, the evolution of the industry itself because he was a pioneer and he's introduced as a pioneer and nothing compromises so when you say that he's ready to sacrifice his wife or his loyal his friendships or his bonds or his humanity at the altar of cinema uh, it's almost so uh, it's almost so noble in a way because we want everyone to be like that but at the same time the show really reveals him to be uh, not too different from someone like avalya which is uh, which i guess is a small little victory of its own yeah i i agree and i, I it's, it's weird because his prosenjit's playing of that character kind of reminded me of uh, ronit roy uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's i mean that's in, that's weird because uh, you know just the udan thing then then you start to think of that and uh, i i don't think it was like someone like and I, i know i say this like every third episode but someone like akshay khanna i think may have had real fun with that role yeah. uh, uh, you know coming and you know being like a, this kind of amoral hard ass studio head yeah. but also like you know attacking it with some genuine fun i think that that might have really sparked that role in a way that i don't think really happens with with prosenjit 
think there's a long from profile of akshay khanna waiting for you to do at some point yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think so too except that you know it would help if he actually did like a good film also so that you have something <laughs> worthwhile to write about instead of saying he's a lot of fun in terrible films <laughs> yeah Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's a that's a fair point about Prasenjit's performance as well because it was fairly hard nosed in a sense. It was almost like you know I want you to play this character like this character. So yes. because of that, uh, I think there were some shades that were missing, and I felt that there were shades missing from the evolution of most characters Jay Khanna included. Like it felt like they were sort of rising and falling according to the sort of milestones of a screenplay. and you don't really remember what they've done in that 6 months or in that year that has gone by and you don't really remember for example that uh, valya's character's sort of initial relationship with vamika gabbi's character just melts away right like it's yeah, not there that's, yeah while and and she has i mean she obviously has a thing i am and she's a complex character in that sense because um, she's very unapologetic about how she wants to rise in the industry uh by sort of sleeping with powerful men or by uh having sort of romantic flings with powerful actors um and she sort of um you know needles away into the industry through a producer like valya but given that they were in such close proximity throughout the series because valya is funding jay kanna who is in love with the vamika character um and you you sort of expect some kind of tension in these proceedings but then i feel like the series gets focused on the more mainstream narratives too abruptly that it sort of uh, does away with the more interesting little subplots like this one or like even that for that matter the director who gets very disillusioned you know he is making his first film the writer who is making his first film with uh, with madan kumar with binod das basically who binod das mm. is using to tell his own Asghar. story or to write yeah. it is yeah trying to navigate that you know that hope and that such beautiful sort of um gratefulness that he has at the beginning saying oh wow i have a director yeah, and a yeah. producer so i have a actor producer letting me do my own thing and then that film getting absolutely butchered um because of you know certain reasons because of external i i thought that was a lovely little uh, portrayal of how a lot of stories that we see a lot of films famous films that we see aren't exactly products of art alone there's a so much politics going on and there's so much related to the publicity of a film that shapes the fortunes of a film uh, whether the lead actors having an affair or whether um, how the publicity machinery goes into overdrive to restructure the tone of a film i thought that was all very nicely done but again you know that character is something that i just saw sort of uh, fade away and which which you know it, it's sort of one of those collateral damages you see in a series of such scale yeah maybe just as you pointed out like just too much going on and maybe like if you know if you could cut away some of it uh, it might have helped kind of flesh out the you know not only the events but like their characters also like as they live through those because uh, it's just like you know even like with the jay uh, jay khanna thing he is making the film and that takes up about one episode but then 10 other things happen with him uh, by the end of the series and it's very difficult to keep up like it's so 
maybe just a question of like too much packed in and maybe it was also one factor that you know they will you know are not expecting a second season are not gearing their series to be mm-hmm. that and therefore you know everything has to be said in one go and i mean this is something that anybody who you know researches for a for a piece or a film might will relate to that you know you want to put everything in and cutting out stuff is very difficult and maybe this is a case of just you know having accumulated so much mm. that they want to say maybe not every decision was right for yeah. the you know for the for the flow uh, you know in terms of keeping stuff in yeah that tends to happen more with kashyap and the people who worked with him and uh, you know and and basically all of them like that particular uh, uh, rang of filmmakers who really sort of express themselves through their passion for art and their passion for sort of cinema in general so that tends to happen like when there's problem of excesses obviously is still a better problem than having nothing at all and i'd still measure that i i'll still measure a show like jubilee or film like class of 83 against something that doesn't have enough insight and enough uh, sort of um, you know knowledge about something uh, mm-hmm. then then say it's basically heart against mind and in a show like this where it's about a film industry and uh, you you want to find the right balance but you would also know at the same time that it's almost impossible to do because uh, one essentially has to give way to the other especially if you're as you said you know if you make the season uh, when you have only one season in mind when you may or may not know if there's a second season uh, and also so much has been told and so much has been explored in this like almost 15 years i guess or 10 or 15 years that uh, yeah you wonder how sort of how much to put in and how much to edit out or how much to take out so i guess that's that's pretty much the story of any of this genre in general and it's also always been my pet peeve with this genre and this particular set of filmmakers who often sort of lacked heart when they go all out telling their doing their passion projects and it really does start with like um it really does start with people like Ashok because the density of the storytelling is so much hmm. that somewhere hmm. you miss that you miss that unbridled madness about hmm. the people in the film or the people in the series sure you can sense the badness of the filmmakers but that's not enough when you're a viewer i agree i i i uh, i i i agree with that even though i i think i've kind of maybe i just respond better uh, to this particular subject i think then maybe most viewers will but mm. uh, yeah there is a little bit of a, that madness is i i missing and um, i don't know it's uh, it, maybe it's a decent enough trade off i think it's a very interesting show nevertheless a yeah. uh, lot to say a lot of fascinating things a lot of things that i then went and looked up myself after yeah. reading it on the show that you know does this have any basis in history and, and a lot of it was like that so yeah i think uh, i'd be interested to see how the other five episodes are are kind of yeah. uh, received 
Yeah, uh, before we end our uh, word on our favorite topic, uh, Amit Trivedi. <laughs> <laughs> good, good job, Amit Trivedi. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, like it's pretty much like he's uh, still in kala mode, which is a good yeah. Thing. Maybe he should just be doing like pastiches of like forties, fifties uh, songs. <laughs> Not maybe he should just be doing. I'm, no, he should only be doing that. Honestly, yeah, like, because. remember between kala and this he did almost pr with dj mohabbat which was you know you know i mean you you know what that was like so yeah. he sh- this this might be a, a better thing but yeah i mean uh, a, a very clever soundtrack i thought uh, mm-hmm. and the score is kind of exceptional i really do hope that it turns up on like youtube or something like that um, after a point yeah. because i i thought it was just quite an exceptional score yeah uh, i don't remember I look Alokshan, the Alokshan not giving a good score like every that's, time i notice a score uh, in a show first of all that's not always a bad thing when you notice a score you sometimes notice it for what it's not doing than what it's doing which is basically not uh handholding the viewer and like uh, making us deaf and uh, alok nanda has been doing it for a while and in a even in a very mediocre or in fact downright terrible series like breathe um, ah, okay i, I haven't even seen the, that okay yeah. i don't know if she's done all three seasons but definitely the first season um, it still defines my feeling about the show in general like when i think mm-hmm. about the show it got a score the most and i think about how that defined or that made up for a lot of um acting or directing limitations and it does yeah, i guess it did so with even abhishek bachchan sort of acting in the second season but yeah like the fact that she's been she's been able to write a series through her music uh, yeah. or write a film through her music so so consistently um, really establishes her as one of the foremost uh and most unseen artists of our time because we know and my pet peeve is background score in hindi films i know i know how much it's abused day in and day out and it's yeah. very important to highlight someone like her who really gets it and who really like does and, not you know kudos to motwani for kind of pushing this because you uh, even in trapped he kind of kept the score so prominent alokananda score yeah. and the score really 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 helped in trapped because you know you, when you have one actor out there for most of the film you really need something else going on and that score was that thing it was just omnipresent but it was doing so many interesting things uh and uh, yeah I, i that's a very nice partnership going out there so yeah, yeah. good score um yeah i guess that's uh, about it for uh, jubilee if i mean all of you are going to obviously watch the next five episodes that are dropping on amazon this week do write into us once you watch and to have your fully formed opinions uh, we'd be more than happy to discuss debate uh sort of um, you know just sort of throw it around because uh, obviously um it's not the sort of show that whose opinions can be set in stone i suspect that say if i watch parts of it again down the months or down a year or so i might just see different things and that's that's always a good thing which with filmmakers like motwani and with 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 shows like this so um so yeah do write in to us and uh, we will we promise to be back soon we'll not leave too much of a gap this time uh udes back i'm back and uh, we'll try to be more uh, a little more um, consistent with discussing 
the weeks in the films we also uh, i think uday it's also time to do that ted lasso podcast sometime this month oh uh, we should do that i haven't caught up with the new season so it's okay I'll... there are a couple of episodes that you have to catch up because it's weekly so just watch a few and i, I have a lot to discuss even about those few episodes because there's some excellent homages especially given both of us follow football we really uh, we really find that very amusing but yeah Uh, it'll be very interesting to do a Ted Lasso podcast. So the so they the show has actually gotten interested in football in its final season. Yeah, I mean we can keep your little nice little jibes uh, uh, <laughs> for the podcast, and I can also keep my responses ready to them. Uh, um, so yeah, yeah um, okay. Ted I, Ted Lasso podcast podcast coming up soon. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back soon. Write into us rahulnolas at gmail dot com, partya dot ud at gmail dot com, and uh, follow us on Twitter. Thanks for listening.